Hello and welcome, Monday Club, we're back again. Um, today we're going to be talking about, is EV impossible? And today we brought in Sam Featherstone from uh, Oval Renewables. Hello. He's somewhat of an expert. And then we've got Jamie from the grid side who's going to tell us all about the grid because he knows about everything. Um, everything. Everything. He, he pretends he does. But before <laughs> that, I want to talk to you about Verso. Verso Electrical. They do fuse boards. They do all of your switch, all your switches, sockets, spurs, everything you need to rewire a house. So go and check out Verso at versoelectrical.co.uk. They've also got my install, which is um, it's like a tips and tricks page. It's got all kinds of information, and you can sign up to it and get like um, get entered into like prize draws and all kinds of stuff, giveaways, a whole lot. So go over and get part of uh, my install. It's worth being part of. Um, and go and check out their range. It's pretty awesome. I used it for my daughter's bedroom, so that's good enough for me. Right. Jamie, like we did last week, what's the news this week, mate? Well, the low-budget news is, is here. So every week, me and Sam speak far too much about this podcast. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes yet, and obviously we're separate. We live in separate houses, and we have to talk on the mobile phone. I've spoken to a few people now, has anyone noticed our gash, the mobile phone network, is becoming? It's impossible to have a conversation with someone on a mobile phone if you're in any sort of vehicle. Agreed. It's absolutely, it's absolute nightmare. How? It's like there are there are dark spots where I live, and mm. you just think that's been there for years. Why yeah. has someone not filled that dark spot in? I mean, is it, hard, is it too hard to fathom that people might be travelling down the A1 and the M1 and I want to have a phone conversation? There's dark spots on the M25. What I do know is, I've been, to I've been told this and I believe to be true, a lot of network operators are removing Huawei from their equipment. So apparently the network is, is, is it narrower? You know what I mean? There's less of it to go around at the minute. But me, it's, I mean, just um, me and you having a chit-chat about podcasts or me having a chat at work, you're forever getting cut off. You're ringing How through people three or four times. And just if anyone's ever having a problem, just put in the comments where you are and if it's as bad for you because there's got to be something going off. Well, I, I, I had it once. I had a really important phone call coming through about a really important job. And I was like, I was just coming up to where I knew the dark spot was. And I was like, there's no point in me answering it now because the last thing you want to do. Yeah, I've got spots then, like that where no. But then you also, you don't not want to answer it because you know when you get on the other side of that dark spot and ring them back, they ain't going to answer. It's like, <laughs> I can I, can, I get 5G near Nottingham, right? So I can download a movie in 74 seconds, yeah? Definitely I don't want to download a film. I want to talk to someone. You know what I mean? I don't need yeah, to download a film in a day. Or I don't I... need Facebook to load quicker. I don't need to go to Twitter faster. I just need to speak to another human. It's ridiculous. 5G lies to me anyway, because it, it definitely ain't any faster than 4G. Yeah, but and... it did give everyone COVID, so there you go. It's working, doing what it's designed for. <laughs> what? Well, you beat that. <laughs> anyway, moving on on that no, bombshell. But yeah, if you are experiencing bad mobile phones, it's affecting your work, because it's affecting mine, ours. Let yeah, us definitely. know. What about you, 100%. Sam? You're, you're, you're... Oh, up, up and down the motorways, uh, traveling in the car or the van, trying to trying to speak to customers and uh, the guys that work for, for mm. the company. Just absolute nightmare. Uh, and it's it's worse. I think it's worse if you have an intermittent signal than if you just can't get one. If you can't get yeah, one, yeah, 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 do anything about it. But if it keeps connecting, disconnecting, and it's like all roboty. Oh, it's it's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? I, I uh... just just to add to it, what I have noticed is when I'm driving along with the, in the in the car with Mrs. driving, yeah, I don't notice data dropping out. Only calls. Are the, are the networks mm. prioritizing yeah. data over calls? Like it's yeah. more important. I don't no. know, but I'd love to know if anyone out there is a mobile phone masty type person or knows into it. Let us know because I'd love to tell all the tradesmen out there and women why don't um, you put one why on we your can't house? speak to each other? You are put one in your house. What a, what a mast. Uh, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> you I, don't I, pay good money to have one in your house. As well as this, though. Sam rang me on WhatsApp didn't you, this week. Sometimes you'll ring someone on WhatsApp, it's crystal clear. Then other times, that's just as bad. So I don't know what, it's data or phones or what, but it's, it's driving me mad. It's, and have, have they stopped putting money into the infrastructure? Mobile phone companies just like letting go now till it all goes to rubbish. But 
it's killing me, to be honest. I don't know. But what's the next bit of news? People moaning about jobs and that. Let's put okay. that in there, right? I keep I keep speaking to people on Instagram and I see people going, I can't apply for that job, I've not got enough experience, yeah? You know, if you think like that first of your entire life, you'll never get anywhere because you should be scared every day at work and learn some stuff. Dead famous quote, if you're going through hell, keep going. The amount of people I speak to just say, just apply for a job. And they go, oh, I've not got the experience of that job. Well, unless you go, you never will. And I just poke that in there because I know a couple of people have took that advice and got a job. So for everyone who keeps messaging, Matt, I will speak to you, but I'll just reference you to this because I'm sick of saying it. Do you not agree? Does anyone not agree? Sam, did you, I... was you born with the ability? Oh, there's two Sam tonight. <laughs> Renewable Sam, were you born with the ability to fit EV charges, were you? No, no. Me so, neither. Uh, <laughs> so on that, um, the, the, some of the guys that work for, for me, uh, probably the, the roles that I've put out there as an employer, um, mm-hmm. I've kind of accepted that the people that apply probably won't have absolutely every box ticked. Mm. Um, so actually just putting your name in the mix, um, you know, and and showing showing your enthusiasm. For me, it's more about enthusiasm than, than actually the skills, because the skills can be taught, but the enthusiasm, you, you just... You can't teach that, can you? You need that. No, and the classic that you forward. say, Sam, which is what? For jobs, Sam's number one bit of advice. Sam, fat Sam's number one bit of advice is what? I don't know. Turn oh. up on time. Oh, yeah. Be enthusiastic, yeah. Um, turn up on time every day. That's it. Turn up every day and on time, and you'll never go wrong. Don't That's sit half there. the battle. That's half the yeah. battle. You don't even have to stay the whole day. Just make sure you turn up on time. <laughs> Every day, and obviously, and Sam's be, number, and, and you're winning. Sam's number two rule is don't poo yourself. Yeah, but obviously, don't the different <laughs> But yeah, th- th- those things. Be enthusiastic, tidy up after yourself, turn up on time, look, res- look respectable. They'll go a long way. So that that, that is that is the experience people are looking for. Also, my old boss, one of my old boss said to me, yeah, electricity, you can turn it on and off, you can change the voltage, you can change the frequency, and you can change the current. So as long as you know that's what you can do with it, you can work everything else out. Everything's got a manual. So yeah, so all you people dying in the dump saying you can't get any jobs or, you, or you're stuck in a contract where you want to move on, stop moaning, just get get on with it. Can't swear in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got a story. And Some story. segment up with this story. No, well, we are, before we move into the next one, yeah. Working in a plant room today and it's on a, a McAlpine site. So you know how over the top they are with health and safety as per. Um, so you've got these cut level five gloves on and they're all right. I mean, you get used to them after a while. I always have a, a like, I always have a size too small. Sorry, are you sword fighting at work or? <laughs> you might as well be. <laughs> level five <But> gloves. <laughs> cut five gloves. And anyway, cut through a bit of metal today and then yeah, you get older, like the little shards. Anyway, mm. a little bit of shard got stuck in it. And I didn't realise anyway. I was sweating because I'm working so hard because I'm a diligent worker. <laughs> and I've done that and I sliced underneath my nose. And there's blood coming down my all, all down my face. So I was like, what's going on? And then I saw it, this little shard sticking out my glove. I was like, well, no one accounted for that in the health and safety. So <laughs> so your cut through glo- your cut through glove turned you into Edward Scissorhands. Essentially, I, I lacerated my face. <laughs> they no, don't know, but if you go to that, they'll they'll argue to their blue that you're wrong. Or they'll be like, "Oh, why didn't you have your face mask on?" Oh, whatever, bruv. And do you know what else? <laughs> yeah. do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about working on one of these super health and safety um, sites? I uh, wear Nike Manoa boots that ain't steel toe cap, but look like steel toe caps. <laughs> You know, always happens on those sites. We've talked about it before. Always happens on those sites. Oh, uh, you, can you come and do some work Saturday? Because they want you to come and do something that involves not wearing your hat and your gloves. Exactly. All the time. Always happens. Exactly. Right, let's get on to our, our main segment today. Our main topic, if you like. Got really itchy back. I've been sweating all day. Um, For audio viewers, some scratches itchy back. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's, oh, I don't know what's going on. Um, so, is EV impossible now let me explain that a little bit you've got the you've got these i don't know these like lunatic ev people that say it's completely possible for everyone to check to 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 have uh, evs tomorrow 
and then you've got the reasonable people who know about the the infrastructure say that that is actually not the case. So we've got Sam on, and he's going to represent the side of the Sparkies because he actually does it every day. Sam, what do you think about this question, mate? Um, I think it's definitely a good question, and you do get people that sit on EVs are rubbish, and I'll never have one. EVs are God's gift, and everyone should have one. And like you say, then you have people in the middle that that look at it kind of case by case. Um, and there's there's definitely applications where it is really, really um, uh, it seems like a no brainer for that for that person, that family situation to have an EV. Uh, but then there's some on the other side where they have no street parking, no no way of charging it. They travel loads, you know, really uh, far distances for work, all this other stuff where you say, well, it's maybe not quite right for you yet. Um, so, yeah, there's there's more behind this as well, which I'll probably go into a little bit further on in this. But, yeah, there's... Um, what I want to know from you specifically is, like, are you facing issues? Like, obviously, three years ago you might have been fitting one or two a week. Now you're mm. probably fitting five or six, maybe 10 a week, depending on how busy you are. Mm. What what issues are you facing from the grid side? Like, like, have you been told yet that you can't put one in a road because there's too much, there's too much draw or whatever? What's the, what's the main problems you're facing from, from installing? So a lot of, a lot of the systems that we're fitting are kind of coupled with the renewable system. So a lot of the time, um, the, there's a, a grid application that needs to be put in to actually uh, install the, the renewables kit and the EV charger. Um, and I would say when it's part of a group of equipment like that, uh, there's definitely um, there's definitely limitations from mm. the DNO side uh, that we get we get fed back to us uh, with regards capacity um, and and what you can have. So. I think part of the solution to it is possibly um, grid limiting locally and, and things like that in the charger. But but there's definitely there's definitely challenges uh, out there to try and overcome to allow people that want to go down the EV route to have EVs. Um, but but yeah, there's definitely challenges with with capacity from from what I've seen. See, my thing is, if you had like you have a street of say twenty houses, I know it's a small street, right? And everyone down there, so you think how many how many houses, how many cars per house? So mm. so say say you're a family of three, right? You, your daughter's come to 18, she's got a car, your wife's got a car, you've got a car. You can't all have EVs, can you? Do you know yeah. what they allow? Do you know what? I, I'll chip in here. I, I know it's kilowatts, but I'm going to do it in Hampshire because I, I, I spoke about some of this before. When they build an Uber estate and they chuck the cable down the road, how much do they, how much do they allow for each house with diversity? Or was they doing how many was it, amps? Was it was it like thirty two amps or something like that? Like seven it's, it's sixteen amps, yeah. and obviously now you've got a thirty two amp load. Well, obviously yeah. diversity, as we all know, unless you think, yeah, that means you get away with it. But the problem with EVs is they're all on at night, so mm. now your diversity's out the window. They've only allowed you 16 amps, or for the past 10 years, they've only been allowed 16 amps. So in that way, there's going to be a problem there. But mm. that's just but, a very small problem in a, in, a, in a world of problems, to be honest with it all. But like Sam's saying, if you have a renewable system, so you've got your solar, maybe a little windmill on top of your house, mm. that will take the load off the grid because you'll be charging from the battery overnight, wouldn't you? Well, so, I am... I am I'm, I want to put because I'm going to start getting riding about this in a minute, yeah, because it angers me. But I'm putting my balls on top, yeah. I've got a battery there. There's a battery outside my house. I've got a battery. I'm having solar, yeah. I'm pro green stuff, absolutely pro green stuff. But what a lot of people do is, you know, when they get into the romance of things, they forget to think in straight lines, don't they? And there's a lot of EV charger people that don't want that just <clears> want to reminisce about their clean car, you know, with all that cobalt that's been dug out of the, the mine by children's hands where they don't want to look at the bigger picture. They just go, oh, I've got a green car and I'm green now. That's not how it works. There needs to be a lot of infrastructure improvements to get there. But I am pro it all. Mm. But I think there's a lot of people in glass houses throwing stones. Yeah, so I think for me, there's um, there's a massive part as a country that we're, we're, we're completely getting wrong, completely flipping around. So we're, we are encouraging people to go down the, the EV route 
But at the same time, we should have massive investment in public transport, which is a little bit off topic. But the reason that I bring this up is that I was on my stag do um, some point last year. I can hardly remember most of it. But the one one of the parts that I can remember is that we were in we're in Germany and um, we we paid eleven euros something for this for this train ticket. And I thought, wow, it's quite expensive. That eleven euros got us a month's worth of travel on any train around within Germany for a month. So if you if you if I know euros and pounds are about the same at the minute. So if you said eleven quid. If you said to someone, look, you can you can travel to work for a month and back for eleven pounds, and the train has is clean, new, has good Wi-Fi, you can yeah. get your breakfast on it, you know, all this, and, and you can give up that um that that um that car, your your um internal combustion engine car, your diesel or mm, petrol, and just out. rely on that. Uh, it would it would thin out the amount of cars on the road, clean the help clean the air on that side of things, help clean up congestion up, um, and obviously save people money because that a year is is less than what someone might be paying for their tax on an internal <laughs> combustion car. It's not going to be right for everybody. Uh, I'll but... say, mate, I went to Switzerland to a wedding, and it was done in the the, the wedding was in the mum and dad's barn, right? Yeah. And they went, oh, the reception's at someone's house because they've got like this big old ass. I was like, how far is it? like, oh, about 15 miles. I was like, how are we getting there then? He goes, oh, we'll get the trains. And we got on a train, a little train that took us to a big station, down yeah. the station, off on a big train. It took about 20 minutes. It was all spotless. But you're mm. right, it's a package thing. Everyone who thinks that the silver bullet is upgrading cables to people's houses and streets mm. is living in a dream world because it's not going to happen. You're not going to get seven, you're not going to get 32, what is it, in kilowatts, 7.45 kilowatts yeah. to everyone's ass overnight. It's just not going to happen. So, Sorry, Sam. Tell me this then. Can the grids, can we produce enough power for everyone to switch over to EV tomorrow? Probably and probably not. It depends what the weather's like, doesn't it? That's 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 just how it is. So I've got. Give me no dumb answer. Answer Well, that's like saying our our full's a cup of custard. Well, how big's the cup? You know what I mean? I, I see. I see mad stuff being propagated by this year. The problem is. I put a, I put an Instagram out the other day. I put me driving to work and I drive down a certain country road from my house, yeah, because down that country road I can see three different sets of wind turbines. So as I leave my house to get to the uh, it's the a, M1 that way, I look at the wind turbines and work out whether I'm going to have a good day or a bad day, whether I'm going to be busy or not. Because if they're spinning, I ain't doing a lot of work at all. If they're not spinning, I could get called out any time. And where I work, we have we'll get calls to go look. The, the wind, there's not going to be any wind next week. It's going to be cold. Everyone needs to be on standby. Be ready to leave your house to go and fix stuff. So you, you tr- the, the old concept that loads are same every day is ridiculous. Load goes up and down as people and utilities see fit. The grid doesn't just produce electricity. Remember, every single amp of electricity that's produced has got to be used. Then, right there and there now. So mm. that's what you're dealing with. The grid's trying to keep up. And you think of all the big power stations used to be, Radcliffe on Saw, West Burton, um, all the big coal-fired ones, I'm sure people up near them, yeah? They've all gone. And they've been replaced by a smaller generation that struggles to keep it up. So the grid is so... It's so... I mean, I can't believe we went to blackouts this year, and that's only because it's been warm. So there's mm. so much taken into consideration. It's like, is it winter? Is it sunnier? Is it overcast? Is it hot? Is it cold? All them together. And obviously... I put it on there before. If you go on Inact, um, you can look at all that data live. So yeah, but I can't answer yeah. your question. So, so for me, I, I, from my side of the fence, if you like, it kind of feels like there's um, two parts to that. Is can we generate enough power consistently? Which would be one thing. Which is yeah. effectively opening opening power stations, opening all these you know um, wind farms, solar farms, tidal, all this sort of stuff. Can we actually create the mass of energy that we need? But that it seems like that is kind of a we'll just commission more of this, 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 and this. That the mm. difficult part from my side of the fence would be looking at well, how do we then get that to all these houses on an infrastructure <laughs> that was never built for it? Um, so I mean, so if that... you like, if you probably doing it, mate. If you fit solar to your house and you charge a battery, mm. and when you get home at six o'clock, you plug your car and it's light till it's light till eight, your car may charge off your panels. But mm. the problem is, you know, is you can store electricity. For your home home use, like I do, 
But in the grand mm. scheme of things, you can't store it. It don't work. It's not possible. So, yeah, I mean, so... From... Hold on, that don't make sense. So so I've got a 10 kilowatt battery outside my house. I've charged it up at night with 10 kilowatts, and I use it all day, and I, I tend to use 12 kilowatts a day. So I can store 10 kilowatts. I can't store 10 megawatts. So mm. when you want to charge your car, when the grid is quiet, it's dark. I don't know if anyone's noticed. So you're never gonna you're never gonna put you're never gonna really hit a big percentage of solar power going into EVs. So really you need like 30 kilowatts of storage outside your house. You won't be able to do it. The losses I mean, there's no point creating DC, pumping it into a battery with losses, then putting it back into your car. Ideally you put it straight into your car, but remember every time you move electricity around, you get losses as well. So Hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, for us that we don't we don't really sell batteries or anything like that to for people that um, we get we get the question, but we don't sell batteries and systems for people just to s- stick it into their car. We say your car batteries mm. is, is so is so large that actually you're better off trying to use some sort of off peak rate to make a difference with that. We'll we'll let this 10, 15, 20 kilowatt hour battery help your home during yeah. uh, during the day and and balance and that that sort of awkward evening part where it's too dark to really generate a good amount of power but it's still your peak time where you're still paying for um you know a high uh, high cost electricity before midnight or you know whenever your tariff kicks in where you're then dropping to maybe half the cost and then like like you said recharge that battery along with your um your, your EV I what, what I will ask you sometimes because you you I know you have an opinion on this yeah you know off peak electricity mm. you won't soon will you there won't be yeah, an off-peak. is that coming to, is that is that well no uh, I, I, I'm not stuff? I don't know anything I'm just speculating if more, the more people get cars off peaks just there is no one on off peak it's all variable all the time so um, I, I, I see off peak disappearing so I I see off off peak. Um, being more agile, so I don't see it disappearing as such because there's always going to be peaks and uh, peaks in demand. Uh, but I feel like that will move. Uh, like you, like you quite rightly say, most people charge their EVs overnight. So the the off peak as we know it now, economy seven style off peak, um, you know where people used to put mm. their storage heaters on. I think that will kind of move and, and and adjust and maybe even go to a three uh um a three tariff period where you've got yeah yeah off peak and super off peak which i think they're having uh, in europe in certain places so that you know you can then choose how you do it but also possibly a um a, a, a demand side response slash grid trading agreement so if you're so a homeowner stock, for anyone who don't really get that that's a stock market for for electricity like there's loads yeah. of it do you want to buy it cheap there's not a lot of it you want to charge money for it and the only way you can get around that is to store it yourself in a battery and take mm. it when it's cheap and that but that throws up but to me if if we find a magic way of charging everyone's cars at night then night time or daytime will be off peak <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what off peak will be off peak will be well, it would, it, would make, it would make sense, wouldn't it? If the day, like, obviously, solar panels would be uh, fired up in the daytime, so it makes more sense. No, it's the wrong way, it's the wrong way around. Because what you got to remember is, in the good old days of lamps and and GU ten fifty watts and that, like we always have in his ass, which just seems bonkers now. They mm. were using a lot of electricity. You you might be using a kilowatt, one point five kilowatts on 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 standby at your ass. Now that's in the hundreds of watts for most people. Whereas mm. when you plug your EV and that's probably the most demand your ass gets all day. And if everyone starts doing that at night, daytime will become barren. It'll be nighttime that, that does it. If that's the way it goes with EVs, it's there's so yeah. much going off in this. It's bonkers. Yeah, it is. It's such a wild, a wild world at the minute with, with regards trying to, trying to work it out. But one thing that I, um, I'm, I'm quite strongly of the opinion of is that you never start at the end solution. No, like, no. if we did, if we did, we'd all still be going around on horse and cart kind of thing, wouldn't we? <laughs> but, um, but you know, so I think where we're at now, you mentioned right at the start about, you know, mining uh, for the batteries and the carbon impact that actually getting a renewable system has. It's kind of like the dark side of of renewables, but it's it's kind of, I, you know, everyone's got to make their own peace with it, I suppose. But my the way I make my peace with it is that we're on that road to hopefully getting uh, getting through the other side of that and, and, and changing you know, maybe battery chemistries or uh, yeah, yeah. recycling stuff. 
um, to actually get through that. And there kind of has to be, unfortunately, in the real world, uh, this this period where there is a bit of hypocrisy between <laughs> between that's, the, that's the message and, the, and the, the build. I always love arguing about it, but I always mm. got to admit that when they first lit the first internal combustion engine, I don't imagine it went swimmingly. You know what yeah. I mean? When Frank Whittle lit the <laughs> yeah. first jet engine, he blew himself up. And yeah. these things only get better and better. But in mm. the meantime, it's not... We transition, aren't we? There's a big transition. Yeah. Here's the other thing about all this. Like, a, a lot of people give it, oh, yeah, I'm doing it because of uh, my carbon footprint and all that. Listen, if I've got an EV, it's for one reason. Saving money. Tesla, because they're super fast. And it's going to save me money and I don't have to go to the epoxy petrol garage all the time. That's it. Mm. And I wish people would be a bit more realistic yeah, about it. Yeah, just be honest. I've screwed a battery to my ass so I don't pay, pay for expensive electricity so I can yeah, spend the money on beer. It's like, also, at the moment, not everyone can afford these EVs because either mm. you're buying a Tesla, there's no other real option, a Tesla or that Porsche, right? Everything else is crap. And then... <laughs> It is really, and then at the bottom of the market, you might have like I don't know one of them weird little cars that are uh, relief, and you're like, I don't want to spend thirty grand on that crap car. I'd rather spend <laughs> that thirty grand and buy like a, a a Ranger, two years old, gas guzzling Ranger that's two years old. If you want to get really deep about it, the EV, electrical, um, air source heat pumps, battery storage, PV, EV. They are all going to increase the gap between the rich and the poor I think economically, because so. the poor people can't afford to get the, get the technology that saves them money. Then the rich people do save money, get richer. It's going to be like there's going to be serious social uh, Jesus Christ is ever going to be serious social economic problems with the transition. Well, look at it like this, right? How much is how much is it, right? Just a rough rough estimate. Battery storage. Um, a, a EV charger and solar panels and an air source heat pump. You want it fitted on a free bed house. 30, 40 grand. The, the air source heat pump will be the biggest issue on that. Um, so I can, I can't, we don't fit those. So I can't really speak for that, but the uh, solar battery and EV, you may be looking at uh, 15 grand, something like that. Who's got on the thing grand to spend on that? Because you ain't getting your money well, back anytime soon. You just ain't. It, well, it depends. I mean, it's very, it's very difficult to, uh, it, it's very difficult to make a generalisation that you'll never get your money back because we, we go to some properties. Like I've got one property in Derby at the minute that per day, it's an all electric property, uh, and per day he's currently using, and it's under construction. He's not living there. Uh, Three hundred and seven kilowatt hours a day. What? Um, yeah. What? Got yeah. going on. He's, he's like, never, he's never going to recover that on solar or anything. Um, so, so we've we've taken over an old solar uh, PV installation uh, that he had fitted years ago under the feeding tariff, but never was was never properly three, commissioned. Did you, sorry, did you say three hundred and seven? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I so, <laughs> so we worked out that uh, if he was if he was spending about thirty pence, um, if, if his tariff was about thirty pence, it was about. It was about eighty odd, uh, eighty five quid a day. So it What's was like... he growing? What's he is growing? <laughs> yeah. Must well, be, must this, be this is this is not this is not a proper. You know, this is a. Uh, I say smart home. It is a smart home, but not Has he got as a pool? far as. Um, I'm not sure if he's got a pool, but he's got. What's he a, eating? What's he's it's a to... huge property. So so part of the problem at the minute is they're trying to dry the full property out through the plaster and everything. So it's it's got oh, um, right, an yeah, air right. source heat pump. So every single zone in this house, and it's massive, is open at the minute. So it's very much the peak of what it's going to be, but but you know we've we've got to the reality is we can't just sit back and go well it's not there's no payback we can't do anything about it let's just burn our way through everything we we're in this transition at the minute where in some cases the the payback maybe doesn't make as much sense but what I would counter your your argument about the the it's never going to pay back um, is that when I was selling this. Five, well, three, three, four years ago, when the systems were relatively cheap compared yeah, to yeah. now, you would have made your money back. That people would be, and I know this. You know, the cost of electricity has has doubled. Those people, those people's paybacks have have been slashed because they got it when it was the the purchase the system when it was fairly cheap. Um, but now, looking back, so was energy to import. Uh, so yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is, we've gone through a, quite a 
tricky time with the whole Russia thing and, and the cost of cost of living and, and the cost of energy. But who's to say that people that are buying system now can't take uh, advantage of something that comes on in the future? So there is a bit of a leap of faith with this stuff. The quicker you uh, move, well. the more the sooner you'll save. And I think what you mm. just said there about them to now is going to be the same from now to then. The problem mm. is the more people that move, copper's going to go through the roof, lithium's going to go through the roof. At no point in human history has of humans mined the percentage we require of copper and lithium. The, mm -hmm. So we need to double you copper and lithium. And it's never that. happened. Yeah, but you say that like Tesla and those gigafactories that are pumping out batteries, like it's got them all over the world now. They're pumping out batteries for fun. There's enough to go around. I'm there's sure not, there's not enough. There's not enough raw materials to go around. They can't mine the raw materials. That's why the raw materials are just Why is he building these these sites then? Well, that's what he's told you he's doing. But most batteries come out of China. End of story. He might be yeah. constructing batteries, but he's not making cells. He's mm. constructing car batteries, but he's not making cells. Most sixteen thirty three lithium batteries come out of China. They get yeah. raw materials. To argue that point with you. So, well, yeah, so, have a look. Have a look. That's it's interesting. You've got to, this is how deep you go. Oh, they make batteries yeah. here. They don't make batteries. They make batteries, but batteries are made out of cells. Where mm. are the cells made? Where is the lithium being dug from? You know, yeah, all I mean, that stuff. China have been China have been very tactical over the past forty years, kind of uh, um, uh, accumulating all of these lithium pools and and everything. So they do have a monopoly on it. But what I would say to that is that the the higher the demand gets for these raw materials, that that sparks innovation to mm. get around the problem. If we've got, if we haven't got as much of a demand for lithium, for copper, for all this other stuff, then people like that bothered about finding a solution to go away from it because we've got an abundance of it. It's not maybe not that, you know, it's not that attractive. But now that we're moving towards using all this stuff, that drives companies to think, well, we could make a lot of money. Money is, you know, whichever way you, you want to, uh, skin the cat money is the best driving force that you can get just because it's human nature yeah, yeah. to, to want to do that so if if there's a huge demand for lithium copper and all the rest of the raw materials then companies looking at the manufacturing process can go well actually we can make a, a pretty penny here if we find the next solution the next lithium which, which learning is, yeah, on they will be where we've been but... yeah, well guess what i know what it is what is it, Sam? Is it Put nuclear diamonds? diamond battery? Yeah, nuclear diamond batteries. Someone's been listening to the same shit I've been listening to, but it's a pipe dream, isn't it? It's just a concept at the minute. The it's nuclear, the that. nuclear thing that's just well was, was uh, announced the other. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? I'm yeah, they're, uh, nuclear diamond battery. The next move will be small reactors, basically. The, do mm. nuclear diamond batteries, as I think it relies on decay, don't they? Which you do yeah. not want. Near you, like, no. that's what they put on satellites on his face. We've gone too deep here, we're way too deep. Let's step back a bit and go. Uh, just regarding electricians, because that's what this podcast is for, although we've got all the adenoids listening now. EV, it's fucking boring. <laughs> it's got boring. <laughs> all right, all right, you do agree. Well, no. I'll tell you why I say that. I'll tell you why what? I say that because the chargers have done a lot of the hard work for you. I um, think, see, I don't think. Tell me this, right? Mm. It's just a radial, isn't it? Yeah? Mm. Right. So it's just like yeah. putting a shower in or a socket in. It's a radial, yeah? It's so now, yeah. The electrician should decide what cable to put in from the fuse board, and the, the, the manufacturer should say what protective device and do all the shit in their thing. So why is mm -hmm. there people in our AC, DC, RCDs? Why is all this blabbermouth crap being spied? Why can't we just make a charger that fucking works? Why do they have to enforce some of the risk and design onto Sparky's when no one gives a shit. Why is that? Why is that changing? Am I out of the loop? Well, actually, what you described there, that that used to be the setup uh, a lot more when the charges were lit almost like they were almost like a commando socket, a 60 yeah, hand yeah, commando yeah. socket. Whereas now um you know a lot of the manufacturers have got uh, built in uh, RCDs. They've but got, they're not um, compliant, are they? This is the thing I just wanted to say. The, the RCDs that are built in aren't physical RCDs. They're electronic and they're not compliant with yeah. PSM one. So, like, is it too much to ask for someone just to make a box that I wire to? Because the, because <laughs> all that, it's still boring, but I don't want, as a contractor, sure most contractors don't, is to be responsible for any kind of problem arising from incorrect selection and erection. Where you just think, well, sign with a box, tell me how big the cable needs to be, and tell me what protective device to use. Is anyone actually doing that? 
Um, I mean, to be honest, that, in my experience, that's been that's most of the market now um, uh, of of EV. When I when I first started, it was very much um, I mentioned about the commando socket, but that was the piece of equipment, and you had to look at installing your earth rods, look at your um, <laughs> double pole isolation, your um, RCD selection, all of this kind of stuff, and and uh, and obviously um, the earth rods are to get around um the uh, open pen conductor side of things and that takes you down another avenue of are these Orange. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it but what, what what's happened with electricians now is the the charger manufacturers have basically tried to do a lot of the design side of it uh, or the compliance side of it within the charger there's obviously like the the wild cases where you have to do something slightly different but it's still you know not um uh, it's not as technical as as so it used to be it's going to be soon here's your charger this is the current it takes it's only put the cable you need this protective device and we can forget all this bullshit additional courses uh books that come out every three weeks you've got to buy all that's going away isn't yeah it? Hopefully. well i i don't know if it's going away but but certainly it's moved massively from when i when i first started and you got the manual and like oh God, i mean I, I love technical <laughs> stuff i love reading it yeah yeah. If I had someone say open pen fog, text to go just slap in the face because I couldn't give a flying fuck. Could not give a shit. What does that like, even so... mean? Like, why are you even saying that? Like, <laughs> what? What's wrong with, with open pen detection and all that? What's I couldn't wrong... get, like, I don't, I'm I'm not an engineer, as you keep telling me. I you don't want to be responsible for the grid. If, the, if there's a fault on the grid, that's the fucking grid's fault. Tell them to fix the cables. Oh, that's very me... irresponsible of you. You're a fucking... You've been watching E5 on this week, are you? Why should <laughs> I have to factor in faults on the fucking grid? Like, I mean, I don't now, I because most of these the, these uh, uh, EV chargers come with um, what, a built in. or whatever it is. You know, if you yeah. ask me for an EV charger, you know what you're getting? You know, if I have to fit one, you know what you're getting? A zapper. You get a zapper. I'm going to go and buy a zapper, because they're cool. Yeah? Slap that in. If there's an open pen fault, I couldn't give a fuck. Let it burn your ass down, yeah? If you, want, you ask me for an EV charger... No one's, going to, Jamie, no one's going to Jamie for no an EV charger. If one of my mates says, please come and fit me an EV charger, you owe me. Like, I would go, buy a zapper, I'll slap the cable in. If there's an open pen fault on the road, don't call me. I couldn't give a fuck. Speak to WPD about it. I don't give a shit. That's my opinion. I've just got so bored of it. I know it's your business, that. I'm just, but I'm just, I'm trying to come across as like some sparks must feel like me I can't be the only spot that feels like it yeah I, I mean and, and they probably won't fit EV charges <laughs> but then like, now we get to the gritty so that is a very good point yeah so they won't fit EV charges which is great news for you but you know that mm. who comes along then and I, you must be getting this who comes along to fill that gap what do you mean? Who if if there's this gap between who? So fits... like I, I you I've given my opinion. Yeah? I'm like if I need to fit an EV charge, just go and buy a zapping slap it in because I know it just will work. Yeah, I just want something that just works. I want to fit it like a shower. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. in it a bit deeper. You're doing good work. You you, you go off in a variety of charges that do all sorts of snazzy things that detect open pens and shit. But you're going to charge good money, aren't you? And also, I'm going to charge good because I'm going to fit something well and use a proper product. Mm-hmm. But then we've got this. Zone, don't we? Of I don't know what to call it without without this getting without you getting sick. But we're talking about the dicks, the EV charge of wannabe fitters that just slap outdoor fuse boards next to your intake and chuck them in for four hundred quid, which must be a nightmare for you. Yeah, it is, and and to be honest, that's why a lot of our EV installations have gone more towards um, uh, being part of a package with um, Ah. uh, with solar and battery side of things. Uh, and that's why we choose the Zappi over over pretty much all of them um, is that out your there. Your go-to device is it? It is. It is. Yeah, um, I would say we've fitted more. And interesting though, we fitted more Zappies. Or Jamie might not find it interesting, but we found we've oh, fitted well. more. <laughs> we fitted more Zappies for for people that don't have solar than we have, than we have for people that do. Uh, and that's because of the merits of the the mind you zappy and the the quality of it. My mate's got so that's why I, I, he says, "What should I get? I've got PV." I said, "Get a zappy because I know I just put that seat in on Bosch. It goes, does yeah. the thing." Yeah, but, but, um, but it's I think part of that 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 gap that you mentioned where people come in and and want to just slap you know five in a day and with the best will in the world, you're going to struggle to fit five in a day. Unless <laughs> um, you use outdoor fuse boards, then no. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but at the same time, uh, I, I, that ship has 
not completely sailed, but it's definitely left the harbour because it, 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 we've we've gone through the grant side of things for domestic installations. So ah, right. It was five hundred. The cherry picking to... of all our good work that happens in the electrical <laughs> industry, which me and Sam have talked about in the podcast on today, which I'm sure you've had, where the bottom feeders come and extract all your bread and butter work, don't they? Yeah, so that's happening in solar at the minute. Uh, so there's this gold rush now with solar where there's, there's some really good uh, installers out there that have been doing it longer than me and do some really good work. And now we're getting a lot of people coming up and uh, looking to fit solar and doing all the courses and everything like that, which is fine. We need more people doing it, to be honest. But at the same time, you need to make sure the standards are high and you're just not sure. You don't, I don't necessarily trust all of the training centres to, to do it right and not just think of that check coming through. Don't worry, mate. They'll all be fitting heat pumps soon, so you can crap back on with your EVs, yeah. can't you? They'll move on to the next fad. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be that. There's always, And there's probably already, always has been that, like double glazing and all yeah, this other yeah. stuff. There's always been that. And so it, it's, it's. I feel personally like I can't get too hung up on all these people entering what I, what I kind of think is my industry, you know, what I'm part of. Because it's it's always been the same, and it's about doing the quality it's, job yourself. It's um, not though. I mean, I I don't want to swear. This. I work in a higher level than domestic, right? Mm. And I, we don't get these people. But I, but I do. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a snob about it. But I don't want to see domestic electricians having that work pilfered off them. Mm. That's the job of an electrician to do all that. Here's and the thing getting, with all this. Get it's pilfered by one man things. Five yeah. six years ago, you had people moaning about old. Um, People, unqualified people doing qualified work, and then there's a big old hoo ha on, on online about it. It's just is the exact same thing now. You're always going to have people that will come and do the job cheaper than you, and you and, mm. the, the and we let them. We let them because we're well, the, the prime bit of business advice that was always told to me is you never compete on price, compete no. on quality and and, and products of service. That's that's exactly true, and that's our ethos. Uh, it it well, certainly when you're starting, it's a difficult one to really go because you've yeah, got this job yeah. that you wanna you wanna do it. You invest a lot of time on a night pricing it, and you've done all this stuff. And when they say you're a couple of hundred quid out, and you think, yeah, but I'm gonna do such a better job. Uh, you know, you know, you're gonna do, and it's a it's a really fine line, is that? And, and I feel like everybody crosses it um, until you get to a point where you're feeling a little bit more confident in your business abilities because a lot of us as electricians, we're not trained in how to be businessmen or women. We're trained no. to be electricians. Mm. And I feel like we all fall into the same gaps now and again. And I certainly have over my 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 years of being a, a self-employed um, uh, electrician and, and now moving more towards being a bit more of a business person rather than just... Yeah, um, with the package that you're offering type thing. That yeah, but the thing is, if you've got in front of that customer that you've done the quote for against someone mm. who's cheaper and you've got in front of them, 100% of the time you're going to win that business because you know what you're talking about. You've come correct. You look tidy. Mm. You've got, you've got, you look like you look the part. You talk the part. You're going to, you're going to be able to talk to them with passion. You'll win mm. that every single time. What a lot of people do is they rely on just sending the email, not the mm. follow up call, having that proper mm. conversation. Maybe going around knocking on the door and saying, "Listen, I think you that um, that uh, uh, that price. Wanted to talk to you about it in person. This is yeah. what, and you could walk around. There's more than one way of getting the job than just sending the quote. And as yeah. well as that, I'll just just to reiterate, you know, like if um, you know, if like you just I don't know twenty, just got your car, a drill, a few handles, some insurance. You go and buy a zapper and slap it in for someone, and you put the right MCB and it's neat and tidy work. No one's upset with that. Could no. be a few hundred, couldn't it? We're talking about the people that chuck them in, like mm. ram it in and do one. And you can't yeah. get a but refund. Look, in every single in, in every single sector of every single industry, you're going to have the cheapest people that just do the cheapest job, um, stack them high, sell them, yeah, low, whatever. But, what, yeah. but again, I, I think this group is weird. Yeah, people, you know, the domestic, you know, the general public are just dickheads. They'll go and buy a 50 grand car, 40 grand car, and then they'll scrimp over the charger. The mm. mo and it's just moronic. Like, oh, well, he can yeah. find him. I'll get him in then. But yeah. they don't realise the danger involved. Till people start dying, which I hope some of them do. Yeah, but I don't I don't think people <laughs> are going to die from... 
like how how hard is it to mess up one of the, installing yeah. an EV charger? It's pretty difficult now. I think I think it's it, it certainly as long as you're fitting good equipment, then obviously mm. the electrical installation has to be sound that it doesn't it's not loose connections and all that that burns your house down while you're sleeping sort of thing. But a lot of the a lot of the manufacturers have built have tried to build in. Uh, most of the protection into the chargers now, so which in, in... means it won't but... be people dying, will it? From the, the it won't be people on the charger and on the plug dying. They'll be dying mm. of sleep at night when their house catches fire because the cables yeah. loose or the which... fuse boards crap. That's what. Yeah, but they're still, yeah. they're, they're still they're still happy now, aren't they? They're still mm. happy. <laughs> like no, the 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 charger the EV charger companies are going to be happy because they'll be like, well, it won't have products. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And also, mm. obviously, if you do catch fire and you're in the sleep, yeah, you'll give up more carbon than it would have been to have a normal car anyway. So you, know, you, want, you, want a, yeah, you want to be buying a decent charge because if you have a... The other thing car, about all this, all this going green and stuff, the UK is 2% of the output of the carbon in the world. So we're only mm. ever going to be 2% of the solution. Well, I, I I disagree slightly with that. We are definitely, you know, the two percent is a is definitely a uh, you know is a figure uh, of of what we are. However, how can we preach to the rest of the world if we don't do something about our two percent? Let's not preach. Correct. Yeah, but also we do. If if we get to the if we start reducing it early, we I say this in a, in a, in a quite a nationalistic way. Yeah, we invent the technology and we get sent to the world. Unfortunately, we just sent mm. to other company or flog it for us because we sell off everything we get that's any good. Yeah. But we are we come become world beating science then, which brings value to the UK and the economy. If you want to go deeper level, but that's right, a- let's summarize this. Let's summarize this, Jamie. Is EV everyone going EV possible? Yeah, no. No, answer it properly. Don't be a dick. It, eventually, yeah, but it, over uh, in the next few years, no, it's going to be I don't know, forty year, fifty year process. But what I'm saying is, California are banning electric cars by 2035. That, uh, that's happening. It. That's going to start happening worldwide. That's not going to happen. Mm. It's, they're going to yeah. put that off because it's just not going to happen. It's not possible. If you were to, if you ask me that same question, I would try and change your question, and it would be. Um, would does everybody need to go EV? And the answer to that is no, they don't. Yeah, it's, because it ain't got to be a light for light car, is it? There's other ways of getting you can't, it. You can't, you can't ask a family, like you mentioned, that's got three cars to spend 30 grand per car, so 90 grand for one household, and then expect them all to be able to charge it up. That's why I said a massive part of this pie that we're missing is the public transport side of it. Then you start public transport. Have you ever got public transport in Croydon? (laughs) Well, if if you're getting stabbed, (laughs) but but that that's you know the the safety and the quality and and everything is exactly what I'm talking about because that you know that is through poor investment and and poor opinions about public transport. You go to Germany, I'm talking about the lunatics that get on there, someone who thinks he's a bird crouching on the seats. Some other person yeah, but you get them... in the window, and then someone walking up and down robbing people. That's like, just Britain, though. Welcome uh, to Britain. I, I ain't trying to get on that public transport. I'm much happier sitting in my podcast. So, sorry, sitting in my car, listening to a podcast, chilling mm. out. You've got more chance yeah. of getting people to fly small helicopters than you have. Oh well, it will both up a bit. You've got more time to get people to fly four helicopters than you have to get them all on public transport because we're just so far detached from a decent system. Yeah. It's just going to take forever, isn't it? That's that's the part that, that is actually a major part of the whole green transition and, and they just don't invest in it. And that is one of the key parts to actually changing people over to EV. And then you get the whole hydrogen side of things and it's all going to be a mixture. There isn't one solution to it. There isn't, like you said, a silver bullet. Um, it, it's it's a it's a group of a group of solutions. You know, like haulage, you try and get a wagon that's pulling, that's got, you know, 20 tonnes of, whatever in the back of it onto batteries it's going to be it's just not going to be right for them so that's where these other solutions but we had a wicked rail system didn't we in the well, 50s, yeah, yeah. 60s and they all got <laughs> taken out we couldn't move that shit by rail they they go on like yeah. inventing rail now like this new like it weren't around in the 1920s yeah like you couldn't right. get from every town system. to every town like, yeah exactly you get from any town to any town on a boat or a train and now they're going oh we're going to move up these things called railways yeah mate we know there's loads of disused ones everywhere you morons yeah there's no foresight is the problem 
Yeah. And, uh, we need to look a bit long more term, don't we? So in my opinion yeah. is no, no, we can't. I've got I've got a tidbit for us to look at as well. I have a little discussion on the air. This amused me today. I want everyone to have a look at this. So there's a guy. Uh, this one. This is a guy called Howard Beckett. I think he's the leader of. He's someone to do with Unite, yeah. Now, if you want to have a good giggle and we're not available on all the podcast forums or you've listened to us all, yeah, go and check out this buffoon's Twitter because this guy is absolutely bonkers and he loves talking about energy and power and that. And he's literally, we've been in 20 minutes, yeah? This guy's off his fucking nut, like all union people, yeah? He says, roofing car parks with solar panels will create the same electricity as 10 nuclear power stations. Well, first of all, yeah, will it fuck? He's <laughs> not going to happen. Is he talking about older car parks in the UK? At I don't know if he's talking about multi-stories car parks, off-street parks, but he says if he roofed every car park in the UK, he'd create the same amount of power as 10 nuclear power stations, yeah? He said we could all have free electricity in five years, but the Tory party are too busy. Now, I'm not spinning the pickle on this, yeah? This guy thinks if we roof all the car parks, we're going to have free electricity. He's paying no regard to the cleaning of the panels, the solar, the grid system, the switch gear required, the maintenance of all that. He just thinks if you put solar panels on every car park, you're going to create some energy as 10 nuclear power stations. He's got loads more tweets like this. I did a tw- I did a, a series of stories on Instagram today for another look. I'll definitely put those on YouTube because I almost did a fucking hernia shouting about this guy. But yeah, if you want a little bit of a laugh, follow him on Twitter because the stuff he comes out with is absolutely insane regarding power. He's a lawyer, I think. Are, yeah, are you looking at now? Read yeah. the one out about the wind turbines. He says, "No, I'm I'm looking about who he is. He's a lawyer. He's a fucking loon. That's what he is. He's so detached <laughs> from reality. He's bonkers. He put one up about wind turbines and says, we can build an off right.' Sam, I know you're not mad an engineer like me, and I, I want something this year. Howard Beckett says we can easily build an offshore wind turbine, uh, an offshore wind farm in six months." No chance. <laughs> you can't get a car. Yeah. You I mean, can't buy a car. You're always you're always gonna get you're always gonna get people that are like we said right at the start that are literally right over at this at this far end where there's you can do everything tomorrow. We're you know we're we're we've just been led horrendously, and if a new party came in, it would all change overnight. Reality is that everybody in this middle part realizes that okay, well, that's yeah, not yeah. that's not right. But maybe the premise behind is there is there some car parks that we can um, put panels on that will provide shading for the vehicles. So they're not getting boiling hot. Yeah, um, they're producing. Broad. Yeah, they're, they're producing electricity to charge those EVs as they're parked there, and that you know that company is then giving some sort of rebate to the employees or, or whatever. You know, there's maybe a, a practical way that that can mm. that can happen. I mean. The premise behind that you could just do that and that's done, you know, everything's fixed and, and we're all living in this utopia is wrong. Who is this guy? Hold on a minute. Who is this Featherstone guy? Like, he's coming on here with these reasonable, reasonable right, rebuttals on, and he's and his intelligent conversation. Who is he? This roof, putting a roof over car parks, yeah? But I've made all that steel... You wait, you're not going to be green because you've made so much steel. You've got to smelt it, make the steel, weld That's it. That's not true. That's got, not it's true. not green, but what I'm saying is, rather than putting all that steel up, you could use that energy to make more solar panels and you could put them on something that, if only there was some sort of structure that existed that pointed towards the sun already, that you could put those solar panels on. <laughs> like You could use that electricity that you'd use making all those car park roofs and you could just simply place the panels on an existing structure that was angled towards the sun. Mm. I don't know. What's the solution? Can anyone think of one? It's Free fucking solar roofs, you dickhead! No, you want to put all these fucking infrastructure on these roofs everywhere? He's bonkers. He drives me mad. These fucking people want shooting. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's I think insane. we've got. I think we've got. We've got. We've got uh, uh, Mr. Beckett here, and then we've got Jamie here. And I, I, I feel, don't think about, I'm not that. I'm, I'm in this little bit here. I'm <laughs> I'm like, who is the opposite to this? This the opposite to this is like American oil companies, isn't it? Going, yeah, oh, no, yeah. you've got you've yeah. got to burn oil because if you don't yeah, burn oil, have, then just bathe in oil. oil, just lie in their bath, just bathing in oil. Just yeah. If anyone wants it. a brewing one, if anyone's into this green stuff, I'll, I will put a link in the show notes. Well, I won't because someone won't let me. But I'll put a link in the thing. There's a guy on YouTube called Climate Town, and he's just brought out a video about 
the oil companies in America who are the opposite of this guy, who are basically they setting up these organisations like Mums Who Love Oil and all this stuff. And it is probably the most fascinating 30 minutes. And he's a really funny guy, the way he does the videos and that. I'll stick it in there. If you want to learn about the opposite this way, American people are going, it's like they, they bring up these creations like uh, Mums for Oil, American Women for Oil, uh, American Dolphins Who Love Oil and all this. And it's fantastic. I'll get a chance to look at it if you like wow. it, all this energy stuff. Right. Yeah. So what we need to find out is, like I was getting to, who is this Sam Featherstone guy? Who is Oval Renewables? And what's it all about? So where did you start? So um, if I take you right back, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do at school. Like literally no idea. I've been forced into uni like 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 everyone seems to be or seems to it's quite do. smart then. You're one of those smart pricks. Well, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I didn't really want to go to uni, to be honest. Um, and so I searched out some more alternatives. So apprenticeships came up, um, started doing that. Didn't want to be a joiner like my dad because I didn't want him looking over my shoulder till I'm doing it wrong all the time. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll go into electrics. Started doing that. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then uh, managed to finally, after six months of working as a joiner, doing an electrical apprenticeship. Um, which was, I felt like such a fraud. I finally managed to find an employer. Um, and then I worked as a domestic um, uh, Ooh, apprentice sorry. for a little bit. <laughs> a domestic apprentice for a little bit. And um, and then that, that company that I was working for actually then went into solar and renewables when the feeding tariff all kicked off. But oh, first thanks, time round, like two thousand. Yeah, like forty-three p kind of. Yeah, deal. yeah, the big money that people. Yeah, get. big, big books. Yeah, the ones rolling around in uh, electric Rolls Royces now. Um, but so I started doing it then, and um, and when you when you're sixteen, you have no idea really what what's happening. You just kind of turn up, do your best, and then go home and think about you know Pokemon or whatever. And then, uh, but but <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but Pokemon. well, I thought it was Pokemon. It. Sorry. Oh no, it's, it's not an incestual thing. There's not going on there. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so I started doing that, and then just really, really liked that type of work. Feeding tariff cuts came where the tariff got slashed, so I went and did uh, some other work outside of renewables. And it just that that step outside of it just made me think. I, I found this little niche that what's, I really enjoy. Can I ask you something? You know, like I just said, like the first coming of that first solar buzz. And then solar just went away. I mean, even probably like 12 months ago, I think I remember saying to people, like, solar, solar's gone, dead. Yeah. Was yeah. it worth carrying on doing installs or was it just, was because the price of electricity was effectively so low, it weren't worth bothering, was it not? Unless it was like super green tree. So, so, so when, I, when, I, when I'm chatting to other electricians that are looking to go into it or people that ask that question, I, I, I say that I had to drag my nuts over broken glass to sell um solar pv and battery systems um back in the day and it was people that were looking at early adopters um you know that they wanted just the the equipment like it was a new tv or a new car or whatever it was kind of a new gadget in their house but also there was there's, there's always been people that use a horrendous amount of energy so no matter if that costs you 17p or 37p there's always those people that are using the 307 kilowatt hours a day. You know, so maybe not that scale. Domestic, but... So just the domestic bit. It was there was always PV there, wasn't it? it just looked mm. like it had gone away to the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't as it, it it wasn't at the front of people's minds because they weren't paying seemingly as as much as they are now. So now it's mm. in the news all the time because people are like there's energy crisis and. And, you know, there's also the VAT slash that's come in for solar as well. So it's now 0% VAT ah. if you're fitting solar. And if you couple that with a battery, that's also 0% and a car charger. That's whatever you include within that, you can you can charge the 0%. So it's kind of it's kind of opened up this up, up this up this conversation again that actually, yes, right at the start, you were maybe earning 43p. But now you might be saving 43p, you know, depending yeah, on your tariff. It's flipped crazy, but, isn't it? Yeah, so it's completely flipped. So you're not getting paid it, but you kind of are because you're not every unit you every unit of electricity you generate and you use yourself, you're effectively saving, you know, 35, 40, 45p. And I, I went what I will say is there is when I got my battery, I was doing this mass marmite. Like, one of my mates was like, oh my missus was like, is it worth it? 35p. It's like, you know them 35p, they soon add up. 
Yeah. It adds yeah, up pretty quick. You know what I mean? 35p is not like buying a bag of crisps back in the six back in the eighties. 35p <laughs> times two seventy times times that a week. It soon adds up and people I know it sounds daft yeah. for based math, but it adds up massively really, really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah, it does. I've it got does. a question for you, um, Sam. Yeah. Uh do you have a gold card? I do actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a registered a registered electrician gold card. You've yeah. got an MCS card as well. Uh, we've got MCS approval. I don't know if it's an MCS card. Oh, fucking oh. Hell, well, you better just take over the podcast, don't you, Billy Big Balls? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so you're proper spark as well. This is good. We're finding a lot more, a lot more electricians now are coming out with the gold card on this podcast. I'm liking it. Mm. How yeah, valuable is it to you? Um, not hugely for the domestic side of things, but Nothing for us to get onto uh, for, for us to get onto some of the sites, I know yeah. Jamie's on about the fake ones and all that, so that definitely has to be looked into more. And, and like you say, cross checking those against um against the actual database. This sure bubbling, we'll just I'll just there, there is there is something happening with that. We are in talks okay. with things, but no, no, please don't no, don't stop talking about it. We are mm. absolutely saying. If you've got a JV card, check it online. Oh, if you're yeah. getting JV with people, check it online. But we, we're going to do a bit more of a thing on that. There's yeah. a few negotiations trying to take place at the minute. But yeah. I'm just going to say this, though. I've never seen a fake one. How do you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Unless you search that number, you don't know if it's fake or not. And we are we know they're being sold online, Instagram, Facebook, people contacting direct. So we want to, we are determined to spread the word that make it useless because it's just undermining people we say we support's career spending on qualifications we we're going to do something about it definitely we're going to have mm. a bit of a different but, time. I mean, yeah over renewables how long have you been going so over renewables have been going over renewables have been going 3 years 3 years and uh, I, and then I was over electrical when I got when I first took the plunge and went to uh, Went self-employed because you have to make some money, <laughs> and I knew it was yeah. renewables that I wanted to go go into. Yeah. But um, it's expensive to set up a, a renewables company from from scratch. So I basically yeah. the company renewables company I was working for, where um, uh, the directors basically said we, we can't be asked anymore. <laughs> so made us all redundant. But I was kind of right at that tipping point. I was like, shall I leave? Shall I not? But the good thing about being made redundant was I got a nice little three uh, k to to set up, help set up my company. So it nice. kind of made kind of made that decision to leap a little bit easier because um, it was like, well, I'll put this three grand into it, and if it all goes tits up, I, I've lost three grand that I didn't have, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then it went from strength strength. So I was always I always explained it, it as like I was trying to do it with like a a scale. So renewables was this side, and normal electrical work was this side, and it was very much like uh, like that, mm. where I was all just standard electrical work, and I was just constantly fighting to get it. The other way. Am I right? I think you know to you know to do um, solar, renewables, batteries, car charging. Mm. You don't need many more specialist tools, do you? But you need not a really, lot no. more knowledge. It's, it's yeah. not it's not financially hard to get the tools or something. It's easy, but yeah. you need a lot more knowledge and a lot more time and a lot more. Um, I bet you don't. Money to buy the gear, don't. don't you? I've got a theory on this. There we go. And it's the same Long theory across everything. Everything's rule of thumb. There's a rule of thumb to doing it, and once you've done it for a little while, you pick it up, job done. I don't think there is. I think I, I've been the battery. I've fitted more than well, easy. Why don't we ask someone who's done it? Well, I want to ask right. his opinion. I've done because one of the problems I'm having, I'm probably put some solar, up, and it's not as easy just buying inverters. It because some no. solar panel inverters won't work with less than so many panels. Some mm. won't work with more than this, and that is a oh, nightmare. How's it, how it to find that out, Sam? Well, oh, is it rule yeah. of thumb. Um, I mean, in every industry, there's probably rules rules of thumb. But um, what I would say in renewable side is that that those rules of thumbs are changing all the time because there's new kit coming out all the time. So That's basically, I'm right. You know what you're right about. You know the rule of thumb that we keep saying: Do you want an EV charger? Buy a zapper. That's a rule of thumb. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Batteries and PV. I don't think there is. Yeah, there's so many. Minus you one that goes with the, with the zappy. You buy. He's got an argument now. And then you buy the the Eddie or the Harvey or whatever, and you sing it all 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 in the house. Job done. Yeah, but question for you, Sam. What about sizes? Well, he's got he's done me now. (laughs) Moved on now. Go for it. Are you 
an engineer or not an engineer? Um, I would consider myself an engineer. You're not. I, it's I been to university, Dickhead, which was your main argument last week. I haven't been to university for. I haven't. I haven't said it when you interviewed me. No, no, I haven't. I haven't been to university. I was considering going to university, but I decided to go down the apprenticeship side. Um, uh, But I would class myself as a solar engineer. And now, whatever definition there may be out there, which requires a degree, then that's that's kind of, I suppose, a bit more subjective. But he's not. That's Sam making it up because he's not an engineer. Well, he is actually, (laughs) but he won't admit it. Not an engineer. I would consider my I would consider myself an engineer, but um, why I get I get called because I've got the qualifications behind me for the renewable side for the for the battery side. I've done. Uh, you look like an engineer, things. yes or no? That's a fucking. That's totally different. Why are you being an arsehole again? <laughs> why are you like this near the end of every podcast? I don't know. I don't know how many times I can say I, I consider myself an engineer. <laughs> so do I, Sam. So do I. Some don't, I don't get it. It's so mental. It's like saying oh, I'm a scientist. You know, Sam's a trunking engineer. You're an engineer. You're an electrical engineer. What? Why? Okay. What? Why? Why aren't I an engineer then? What? What's your definition? Your next qualification will be an eng tech, won't it? Yeah. So if you, if I suppose if you go through, you go through. So what? That. What's, what does eng tech mean? Engineering technician, as in an engineer. So engineering yeah. technician. It's in the title, bros. So until yeah. you're past engineering technician. Yeah, technician, not an engineer. All right. <laughs> so well, I, 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 I identify as an engineer. So uh, yeah, I can identify as anything nowadays. Gonna so, like you doing that, that video. Stick that, no, stick that in your pipe. Like Sam's in the video for some, Did you know Sam's the Sam Smith boy double in that video? Stop. <laughs> I don't want anything <laughs> controversial in this video. I'm not. You, you look plain. like what? Saying you look like Sam Smith is not controversial because you do. It's not. It's doing probably, probably quite bit, accurate. <laughs> Right, listen, Monday Club, we're out. <laughs> See you later, Sam Smith and Sam. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>